0: Welcome to The Art of Social Media, a podcast by Social Pilot. We host in-depth discussions with world-leading social media marketing experts that will help you discover the techniques, strategies, and skills you need to use to grow your business using social media. Now, here's your host, Tejas Meta.
1: Welcome to the Art of Social Media. Today we are going to talk about content strategy, audio and video content. And a new model called Create One's Everywhere. To discuss this, we have with us Christoph Trapp. Christoph is an author, a journalistic storyteller, live streamer, but really a content strategist at heart. Christoph has been named the top 14 content marketer, a top 24 digital marketer, and top 100 customer experience leader. Christoph's podcast is among the top 1% podcast as well. Christoph, thank you so much.
2: Welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. Really looking forward to our discussion.
1: Awesome, Chris. One of the few things I want to kind of you know start with is your origin story. You seem to be doing a lot of things. You are like an author. You are a storyteller. You have a great podcast as well. Uh, You published some books as well. Where do you get this time, and
2: how did you kind of get this path? That's a load of question. Where do I get the time? I mean, first of all, you have to make the time, right? How do you get the time to go to the gym? You got to make the time. Get up earlier. Stay up later, you know. Reallocate your lunch hour, or whatever it might be. At the heart of it, uh, I grew up being a journalist. Uh, you know, w- grew up in athletics, and there was always a guy. This is a commercial gym, obviously, and he always had these great stories. And I thought, how how the heck do you have all these great stories? And he was a journalist, so I I wanted to become a journalist from that point going forward. I wanted to go into sports journalism to begin with. That never actually happened. I moved right into public safety reporting and. And, you know, some of those things, and then at some point made the move to, you know, corporate content strategy, corporate content marketing, which when you do it well, is very, very similar to journalism. Now, it's not journalism per se, but the skill sets that you use, right? Uh, Interest in topics, the way to ask questions, the way you go out and find things that are worth sharing for your company, the way you try to engage audiences, that's very similar to what journalists do, or at least should be doing.
1: Sure. So your primary interest was journalism, and then you have transitioned into corporate content strategy, but using the journalism uh, skill sets and the jobs that you kind of learned there. That's pretty smart. Help me understand. Content strategy itself is a very loaded word, right? Uh, when people talk about content strategy, it can it could mean like a thousand different things, right? In your definition, like what is content strategy?
2: So content strategy is really an overarching term for a bunch of different things that people can do when it comes to content, right? It's like when you say somebody is a construction worker, right? I mean, that could be 15 different things, right? Do they put a roof on your house? Do they do concrete, right? Do they put in a new driveway? Do they do who knows what else? So there are different areas within content strategy. What I focus on for the most part is how do we create stories that are engaging, that are, you know, pull people in that can rank in search. So it's really on the content side of SEO. And again, all these things kind of bleed over. So you have technical SEO, which I know a little bit about, but I don't necessarily dabble in that too much. And then you have content SEO, which I do all the time. And then you have content strategy. How does it fit in with all the other things you're doing? And how do you create the story? How do you tie it back together? How do you talk to people? So, those slap over. And then you also have the more technical content strategy, right? How should the website be laid out? Where should people go when they click here? What happens here? What happens there? And that, I'm telling you, that is a fantastically difficult art and science. To me, because it's so easy for people to just find things that didn't work, right? Or something isn't working on an iPad because when we created the iPad, when we created the website, the iPad Pro didn't exist yet, right? Just to pick on a newer example here. So you have all these overlapping things. That doesn't mean you can't dabble in those different things, but I focus mostly on how do we create content that's relevant, that engages people, that pulls people in, and that's unique. Uh, When I hear people say, oh, there's no more unique stories to be told. It's total baloney, right? Everybody has a unique story. They have a unique slant. They have a unique angle. And that's kind of, that's really, really important. I think for companies, maybe not for the current quarter, but definitely for 10 quarters down the road, maybe five quarters down the road, maybe 15, but long-term, how do we you know, keep engaging people to keep us top of mind when they actually need us down the road? Sure. So you mentioned about a couple of things. One of them kind of uh, hit me was the
1: content SEO, right? SEO is important. There's technical aspects that you don't dabble into, but there's content SEO. And then when you talk about storytelling, that's also a lot of branding, right? Something that's useful 10 quarters down the line. To me, that's branding. Is that the angle that you bring in in
2: storytelling? Yeah, so it it is branding, but it isn't branding, right? So it's branding because sometimes... So every story you are sharing, every content piece you're sharing... It has to tie back to your brand. So, for example, if I'm, let's just say I'm a software brand in some industry and I have to, everything I talk about needs to be related to that industry somehow. Not everything I talk about necessarily has to talk about my product, you know, at, you know, 100% of the time. But I don't know that most people would say that's branding. I think it's branding adjacent, right? Because if you're that kind of company, Why the heck are you talking about sports, right? If you don't even work in sports or whatever, just to make up an example, when I think of like when people talk about traditional branding, they talk about, you know, what is the brand voice? What is the brand tone? What's the brand colors? What's all this thing? And I think all those things work together when it comes to content strategy, But that's, I don't think that's what the content strategists in this model focus most of their time on, right? They just have it. Like, for example, I have the colors of the brand. Like, I don't need to think about that. Like the designer can just do that for me or, you know, or send it to me. So you have that. But what you need to focus on is what are these unique stories that have something to do with your brand? Not always about the product, but something, right? Is it about a problem your customers are facing? Is it something they're searching for? Is it something that might just be of interest to them? Because sometimes you're just like, oh, that's kind of interesting. Or like, oh, that's kind of a, that's cute. I hate that term when people say, oh, this campaign is cute. But you know what I mean? Like, they're like, that's kind of interesting. And I think that's how it all ties together. Because at the end of the day, if it has nothing to do with your brand, why do it? Like, what's the point? That's just a hobby. a hobby.
1: Sure. Absolutely. If it's irrelevant and not connecting to your audience, you know, who's going to read it? Uh, makes a lot of sense. Give me some examples of recent stories that you you really liked, either created by you, by your team, or by somebody else, but like something that you're
2: really impressed with. I mean, I see interesting stories I, I like every single day. It's always Currently, I still say, let me look through Twitter quickly. Who knows how that's going to evolve with that recent acquisition and, and, and the major layoffs or whatever it was recently announced here. I like stories that are different, that are unique, that have a different point of view. On the Vox Pop Me market research blog, the one I really enjoyed recently was um, an interview with the Washington Commanders president, Jason Wright. And certainly the commanders are always in the news for something negative, right? And and more so on the, the business side than anything. But I really liked it because this president is doing a lot of unique things, a lot of different things. He's not just the traditional executive. And just it's just interesting to hear those stories. And the other thing is that story hadn't been told anywhere else, right? And I don't know why, because it's market researchers might care about it, but maybe the general public doesn't care about that topic. Uh, but I found it very interesting just the access people give now. I mean, you know, if you would have asked me Growing up a Washington Redskins fan, if I ever thought the president of the Washington football team would be on a podcast that I produce, I would have said, What's a podcast? First of all, haha. But, you know, no way, I mean, no way that would have even crossed my mind. And now you can have, you know, you can't be turned down if you don't ask. And it's amazing how many people give freely of their time. You know, certainly there's a, there's usually a time bucket around it, right? A 30-minute call or 45 minutes. But, uh, but it's amazing how you can tell these different stories today. And so I really enjoyed that story for sure.
1: Right. And I think the elements that you brought out was, one, access not usually available. Second, a unique perspective that was not told earlier. And mm-hmm. third, the kind of activities or the initiatives that the president is taking is not usual. He's, doing, he's
2: trying to do something different. So are these the elements that kind of make a story interesting? Well, those could be some of the elements because the, the problem is a lot of companies, they write the same crap, right? Like everybody else. And they have exactly the same things. So you have to find a unique angle. It can't just be the same angle. So you're absolutely correct. That was one of the things that I enjoyed about that story is that nobody else had even written about that. And everybody covers NFL teams, right? So that's even more interesting. Um, you also have to figure out why does anybody care? So like, for example, in that story, you listen to to him talk and you're thinking, okay, so the president is talking to fans one-on-one and here's why he's doing that. And you wonder, that's like really interesting. And when when you see like the pictures, it's even more interesting, right? Because he's literally out there high-fiving fans, talking to them. Then fans are tweeting about it. And they're like, the president stopped by, Jason Wright stopped by, and here's what we talked about. And then he replies to them. I mean, it's like a never-ending hug fest, right? Right. So it's very, very unique from that perspective. Sometimes you do have to have some conflict and stories. And so in that story, I'm not sure there was too much conflict. I mean, I guess the conflict is that sometimes executives don't get all the insights they need because it's prepared for them. You know, it's summarized, it's boiled down. Sometimes it's overly sterilized, but I don't know, like, would you turn into a movie that says that's conflict? I don't know, probably not, right? I mean, it's not a huge conflict. So you, but for some people, it might be like, if you're an executive, you might see that and go, huh, how do I get around that? I have that same problem. So uh, it depends, but conflict is is a good strategy to get into your into your content, as long as it's valid, as long as it's true and authentic, don't just make up stuff. And sometimes it might be a little bit more buried, right? You don't always have to leave lead with whatever the problem is. And and I think that's kind of what happened in that story too. It certainly was in there, but it didn't say every president gets sterilized data. Do you know what I mean? From their teams. And that's why you have to do this. It was a little bit more subtle and softer. Sure. So
1: multiple factors kind of make a story interesting. And then you got to kind of work towards some of those angles, bring those factors in to make the story interesting. That sounds like a good idea.
2: I mean, that's exactly right. And then you got to figure out, you know, how does it flow? What works and what doesn't work? And, and how would people want to read it? And the other thing that's interesting, especially when it comes to the written word and even podcasting, I just did an article on podcast teasers, right? So what that means is a lot of podcasts at the beginning, they just chit chat and they don't get to the point. And so you put a little teaser from a quote later in the show at the beginning, right? And you pull people in. So it also comes down to remembering how people consume content. I think that's a good strategy. For podcasting, when it comes to writing, people skim. You know, so you have to keep that in mind. How do you create content that people can skim, but that people also can read if they want to? So you want to have, you know, you, you want to create content in that way. And what you just mentioned about how, how you outline your story, it really comes back to how do you present it to the audience. Right.
1: You bring an important point here, right? Uh, people skim, and that's because the attention spans are constantly diminishing. People have narrower and narrower spans. Hence, the audio and video content maybe uh, is working pretty well because that's easier to consume. Is the storytelling aspect different in audio video as compared to text? If so, how?
2: Yeah, I think it depends. And I actually, I was just talking to Alison uh, Osborne, I think was the last name from Quill Inc. yesterday. And so she said that When it comes to audio and video storytelling, what it really comes down to is it comes down to the format. So for example, my question, I always love asking people this, how much should a podcast be edited? And her answer was, well, it depends on the format. So if it's an interview show, editing out ums and ahs, if there, I mean, if if there is every third word is an um, you probably should edit it out or, or maybe figure out how the guests can stop saying ums and ahs. But she says, what's the point of editing these? They're interviews, they're conversations. Like you could almost publish them as they are now take like a journalistic style podcast like a crime podcast or or even the new york times podcast right they tell a different story it's not just a conversation right they have sound bites they have transitions they have you know other things so in those cases people almost expect that there's a different production and it sounds differently. So it always depends. But at the end of the day, I go back and forth, honestly, on the whole attention span thing. I know some of the books out there try to blame the person. Oh, it's nine, nine seconds or eight seconds or oh, whatever it is. And I get it. But you know what? We as content people need to figure out a way to get people's attention. I mean, I watch Netflix for hours at a time. You know, I watch sports for hours at a time. My attention span is not eight seconds when I'm watching a game, right? I'm sitting there watching the game. When I'm reading a good book, my attention span is not eight seconds. So the same goes for marketers and content strategists. How do you get people to pay attention? And I think having better formats, pulling people in differently. And, you know, I mean, think about even podcasting. At the very least, my friends have a good microphone. And if you heard me talk about this four years ago, I said, just use your iPhone. At that point, I will still say it today, at that point, that was a good strategy. And if you just get started, maybe it's okay for your first few episodes, but buy a microphone. I mean, seriously, everybody goes out for dinner, spends 200 bucks or whatever on dinner. A microphone like this, you can buy for 80 bucks. If you really wanna go fancy, you can spend 200, but you don't have to. You know, I got sound panels up. I don't know how much they cost, but it's not a gazillion dollars either. So, so there is production quality, even if you have a talk show podcast that, that you should think about just to, to stand out.
1: Yep. 100% agree with you on the quality of production. Very important. Going back to content strategy, one of the things that becomes difficult is if you're a new brand, right? How do you kind of break into this noise? There are tons of podcasts out there, tons of videos, audios, reels. Texts and ebooks and stuff, right? If I'm a new B2B brand, for example, how the hell do I get in?
2: Well, first of all, you got to come up with a good strategy and a good business reason. Why do you exist as a business? What are you trying to do? Who are you trying to reach? What's unique about you? And until you figure that out, uh, it's really, really hard to do anything, right? So that needs to be the first thing. And then what I always recommend is really how do you hit all the cylinders at the right time and, and when it makes sense? So I'll give you an example. A lot of companies do actually deprioritize content strategy because, as I mentioned earlier, it's not necessarily a current quarter strategy, even though it can be once you get going, but it's definitely not for the first few months and if you do it badly, it might not be for the first two years, right? so you just have to get started and figure out how you can tie it all together and figure out a cadence. I'll give you an example when it comes to content, you could create content nonstop I'll give you an you know I saw the pictures of the Twitter employees sleeping in the office because they got crazy deadlines because of this this sale. And I'm thinking, hopefully, they don't get laid off. But content creators, same problem, right? Because you could literally sleep in your office because there's always more to be done. But that's not going to help you long term because you're going to burn out and your content at some point is going to suck, quite frankly, right? Because you don't have any brain power left because you're just working. So figure out the right cadence. How does it make sense? What's, you know, and if you have one person, maybe they can do one to two articles a week. Maybe there's other stuff. Maybe you do a podcast. Maybe there's something else emerging. You know, YouTube shorts are currently a hot thing. So are Instagram Reels, if your audience is there, it all depends on who you're trying to reach. And I think a lot of audiences are everywhere, honestly. So even when people say, "Well, our audience is only on LinkedIn. And then I go to Twitter and it's literally the same people right? That are on my Twitter feed. And I'm like, they're on Twitter too. Facebook, I guess, is a little bit different, but you know, you can still reach people there. Uh, But you have to get started. Content that doesn't get published also doesn't perform. I can promise you that. So you have to kind of figure out a way to get in there, but you have to start with the basics. If you don't have a story, if you don't know what you stand for, You know, you have to really nail that down to get going, honestly.
1: So have a real reason of why you exist and then create a story around it.
0: The Art of Social Media is brought to you by Social Pilot. To find out more about Social Pilot and how we can give you everything you need to hit your social media marketing goals, visit socialpilot.co. And then make sure to search for The Art of Social Media in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Make sure to click follow so you don't miss any future episodes. On behalf of the team here at Social Pilot, thanks for listening.